The following shear has been presented by Rav Moshe Zev Granik, member of the Beis Havad Dayanus Koilel, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. The center can be reached for dispute resolution and many other halachic services at 888-485-VAD or at the halachacenter.org. Paul says in Parshas Vayigash, Yosef told the brothers that he was Yosef. So the Pasuk says, Parak Mem Hei Pasuk Yedbei, Zehina Yineichem Royois, Ve'einei Ochi V'nyomen Ki Pi Hamidab Eraleichem. Yosef tells the brothers that you see that uh, I'm speaking with you. What does this Pasuk mean? So Rashi says that Yosef was bringing a proof that he's really Yosef. He's not somebody who's pretending to be Yosef. So Rashi says that Yosef brought two proofs. First proof he said, Heneichem Royois, he says, Sha'are ani molkachem, that he has a brismila like the rest of the Shvatim. The second proof that he said, which is a proof that he's really Yosef, because he was speaking to them Loshana Kaidish. The fact that he speaks in Loshana Kaidish, that is a proof that he's Yosef, because nobody else in Mitzrayim would speak Loshana Kaidish. Now this, we have to understand what exactly this Rashi means. What kind of proof is it that Yosef spoke Lashon HaKadosh, that's a Raya, that he's Yosef? says that, is this true, that only the Shvatim spoke Lashon HaKadosh, nobody else in the world spoke Lashon HaKadosh besides Yosef and the Shvatim? So we see it's clearly not true, because beforehand, earlier in the previous parasha, when it talks about the, the brothers came and they spoke to Yosef, it says there was a melitz, there was an interpreter between them. So obviously the interpreter understood the language that the brother spoke, and he translated into whatever language he, that uh, that he spoke to Yosef. So presumably the brothers came and they spoke Lashon HaKadosh, so the melitz understood Lashon HaKadosh and he translated into whatever language, he changed, translated into Egyptian. So this melitz, whoever the melitz was, was someone who understood Lashon HaKadosh. So obviously there are other people besides for Yosef that understand Lashon HaKadosh, besides for the Shvatim. So what kind of raya is it that that the fact that Yosef speaks Lashon HaKadosh, that's a proof that he's Yosef. The Ramban radiates on Rashi. He says, well, what, what does that mean? The Ramban says, even more than that, the Ramban says Lashon HaKadosh, that was the language that was spoken in the entire Eretz Kenan. So anybody who comes from Eretz Kenan speaks Lashon HaKadosh. That's not a raya that it should be Yosef. What kind of raya is that? So the Chasim Seifer, over here, Chasim Seifer in Teres Moshal Torah says that this the, the the wasn't a simple proof. The proof wasn't just the fact that Yosef spoke Lashon Hakodesh because nobody else speaks Lashon Hakodesh. it's true that it's very possible that other people spoke Lashon Hakodesh besides for Yosef. Yosef was trying to bring a complicated proof. The proof is not so simple. We know at the end. Last week's parasha, the pasuk says, "Halo yadatem." Yosef tells the brothers that you know, "Kinachesh yinachesh ish asher kamoini." The pasuk says that Yosef told the brothers that I'm a menachesh, I'm, I'm about kishuf, and that's how I know exactly what was going on and knew exactly who took the cup, who stole it. And the Rashi and the, the Midrashim say that when Yosef invited the brothers over, he started telling them details about their lives. He started, Yeruvain's a tear, and he's a brother, and this. He said he started telling them all, all sorts of details. Now we know that Yosef knew the details because he was Yosef. 
and the brothers were, were stunned. Well, 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 how does this person know all the details about her life? So the, the story that Yosef told them, where Yosef uh, claimed how he knows all the details, is because he's a Menachish. Because through the Kayach HaKishof, that's all he knew. He knew that they sold their brother. He knew everything because of the Kayach HaKishof. So the Chassim Saifer says, so Yosef's time is that he's a Menachashif. And therefore he knows. So if he knows so much, why can't he use his Kayach HaKishof to learn Lashon HaKadosh? His Kayach HaKishof should, 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 should enable him to speak Lashon HaKadosh, and then he could speak them directly. And the whole time he wasn't speaking Lashon HaKadosh, till now the Yosef revealed himself to the brothers. So if he was relying on, if it, for all the other details, he didn't have any problem telling them all the other, de- other, all the other details about their lives, and he was blaming it on the fact that he was a Menachish. So why can't he speak Lashon Kodesh and also blame that on the fact that he's a, that, that he's a, he's a Menachish, he's a Mechashif. So I have some Seifer that the answer is, Yosef could have done it, but he did, deliberately did not, did not do that. Because, very interestingly, Yosef says, uh, the Chasm Seifer says, if Yosef would start speaking to the brothers in Lashon HaKodesh, so then, we know the Gemara says there's a certain uh, uh, element of Tvi'as Ayin. There's a certain amount when you see somebody, how do you know that when you're meeting somebody, you uh, you know who it is? You recognize, when you meet the person, you recognize, you see him, and you hear him speak, and that's how you, you recognize, you remember that this is the person who uh, who you know, and it's not a random stranger. So there's a Tvi'as Ayin of recognizing the person's face, and the Gemara says clearly there's a Tvi'as Ayin of Kol. The Gemara says that even if it's dark, you can't see the person. There's a certain tefias ayin when you hear the person speak. So the Chazam Seifer, Yosef was afraid that if he would speak to the brothers in Lashon Hakodesh, so then it would be there would be a tefias ayin, and then right away the brothers would recognize him. As it is, the brothers didn't recognize him. Fine, so he looked different, but he was speaking a completely different language, and the the language of different mannerisms, and there was different style of speech that they weren't used to. So, from, because he was speaking that language, so they didn't understand, they, they didn't recognize that he would be Yosef. Once he was speaking a language, he would speak Lashon Hakodesh. So then, the way he spoke Lashon Hakodesh and the sound of his voice when he spoke Lashon Hakodesh, there would be a tsi and Yosef was afraid that the brothers would recognize him. That's why, until now, he didn't speak Lashon Hakodesh. So, therefore, Yosef was telling them. That you see from the, the I could have spoken Lashon Hakodesh. I could have made an excuse to speak Lashon Hakodesh beforehand, and I didn't. That's because I was afraid you would recognize me. So now that I speak Lashon Hakodesh, that should be the biggest raya. You should recognize me through a tefias ayin, and the fact that I didn't do it before and I'm doing it now, that should be the proof that he's Taki Yosef. The Chassam Seifer suggests a different shot. Besides for this shot, the Chassam Seifer wants to say a different shot, uh, a more. Uh, Sort of mystical pshat. Zalti Chasim Soifer that Lashon Hakodesh retains a certain element of kedusha, and that's why it's called Lashon Hakodesh. Is actually a discussion why it's called Lashon Hakodesh. But if you understand that there's a certain lemaila, uh, uh, it's not a tiviyistik lashon. There's a certain ruchniyistik lashon about lashon hakodesh. So the Chassam Seifer says that the segulas lashon hakodesh, the nature of lashon hakodesh, is that if somebody is, even though he could speak it, anyone can learn to speak Lashon HaKadosh. You can learn the language, you can speak it like any other language. However, someone who's not Isaac in a Nyoni Kedusha, then the, the language doesn't stay by him. The language doesn't stick to him. A person learns a language, a, regu- a regular language, so he learns that he understands it, it stays in his head. But the Lashon HaKadosh, Lashon HaKadosh doesn't stay in the head of a person who's not Isaac Bikdusha. So Hagam, if a person will learn Lashon HaKadosh and will speak Lashon HaKadosh every day, day in, day out, so then he won't forget it till he'll, he'll remember Lashon HaKadosh. But if a person learns Lashon HaKadosh and then he goes on, he speaks a different language, he doesn't speak Lashon HaKadosh on a regular basis, so then if he's not Isaac Binyani Kedusha, 
then he, he loses it. Chasm Seifer says we find that in the times of the first base Hamikdash, Klai Yisrael spoke Lashon Hakodesh. In fact, so much so that we find the Psukim in Yeshaya in Melachim that there was a uh, general from the army of Sancheiriv called Rav Shake, and he came and he spoke to the words. They sent out messengers to speak to me surrounding Yerushalayim. So the messengers told Rav Shake when he started speaking. Rav Shake was speaking Lashon Hakodesh. He was speaking Lashon HaKadosh, and the messenger said, please change the language, because Rav Shaki, when he started to speak, he was Mechar from the Gadif. He was, he cursed Hashem. And the messengers who came out didn't want the rest of the people to hear how this, how this person was cursing Hashem. Therefore they said, and it says in the Plukum, they said to him, please speak Aramis. Because Aramis, that was the language that uh, maybe the messengers understood, Rav Shaki would sp- w- w- could speak, but the Klaiso didn't speak Aramis. Klaiso spoke Lashon HaKadosh during the first base Hamidosh. Yet we find that they went to Golis, to Bavl, and then he came back 70 years later. The second base of Minkshah, they didn't speak Lashon HaKadosh. It's a very, very quick, a 70 year period, over a 70 year period, that everybody should lose, suddenly forget Lashon HaKadosh, and the whole language uh, is, is switches, the language of the country switches over to Aramis, and that when he came back to the second base of Minkshah, the language that was spoken was Aramis, not Lashon HaKadosh. What's the Pshat? So the Chasim Saifer says it's, 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 it's not natural. Uh, it, it was, it was taka unnatural, because when they were in uh, a land, in the bubble, and not everybody was Eisebik Dusha, so then the language gets forgotten. So therefore, the, this, this, the, this process, even over a course of a, over a relatively um, short period of time, 70 years of Golis bubble, they talk of forgot Lashon HaKadosh, and they weren't that proficient in Lashon HaKadosh, that wasn't the language that they spoke every day, and that's why in the second base of English, they didn't speak, they didn't speak Lashon HaKadosh. Therefore, says the Chasim Seifer, that Yosef said, I speak Lashon HaKadosh. Why is that right that is Yosef? Somebody else speaks Lashon HaKadosh. But that was clear that even though Yosef spoke Lashon HaKadosh, but he didn't speak Lashon HaKadosh on a daily basis. They spoke to him before, they didn't speak Lashon HaKadosh. They spoke in a different language. And Yosef, when he dealt with the Egyptians, obviously he didn't speak to them in Lashon HaKadosh. They didn't understand Lashon HaKadosh. So Yosef was living outside of Eretz Yisrael, in a land that doesn't have Kedusha, and he wasn't Isaac on a day-to-day basis speaking Lashon HaKadosh. So, misegulas haloshin. Naturally, if the person is not holding on a zamadrega, so then the chassam seiver says he should have forgotten it. The fact that Yosef could turn around and start speaking fluently in lashon hakodesh, even now that he's living in Mitzrayim, that's a raya that he's taka ishkodesh. He taka is ishkodesh, and that's a raya that he has to be Yosef and he can't be somebody else. Those are the two pshatim of the chassam seiver. There's a there's a pirush on Rashi. From the called the Sefer Nachas Yaakov, the Sefer Nachas Yaakov on Rashi, he brings down the Ramban's Kasha, and the Ramban says that uh, how could it be? How could it be that uh, you, that you're going to recognize Yosef just because he speaks Lashon Hakodesh? So he said that the Ramban says that Lashon Hakodesh is the language of the people of Eretz Canaan. So it's the people of Eretz Canaan, then uh, there's no raya from the fact that he speaks Lashon Everyone in Eretz Canaan spoke Lashon HaKadosh. So the Nachlis Yaakov says on, on, on this Ramban, he says, How could the Ramban say such a thing? He says, it's not true. He says that we know that there are 70 nations. The world is divided into 70, 70 Umais. And we know the Gemara says that there are 70 languages. Samaran Saita says, Gabriel came, he taught Yosef the, all the 70 languages. So we know the 70 Umay, 70 languages. So that means that each Umay gets one language. 
So the the Klai Yisrael is not one of the seventy nations. That's clear from the it's clear Klai Yisrael is 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 uh, number seventy one. It's not part of the seventy nations at all. So if the seventy nations all have languages, then that means that the na- language that the seventy nations have is not Lashon Hakodesh. So Lashon Hakodesh is not included in the seventy languages. Lashon Hakodesh is something else that's that's miyuchud miyuchud for Klai Yisrael. So therefore, it says in Achlis Yaakov Loshin, no, that the Svas Kinan that the Raman says must have been a different language. Svas Kinan is not Loshin Hakodesh. Loshin Hakodesh is a different language, and Ken Zayin. Then, then uh, you could say Ulay. Ulay will say that this that there was a Melitz. It says that the Melitz spoke to them. He 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 translated from what they were saying to to to, to Egyptian. So talking that uh, the Melitz was didn't speak Loshin Hakodesh. Maybe the Melitz spoke the Svas Kinan, whatever the language of Eretz Kinan was, which according to the Nachlis Yaakov is a different language is not Loshon HaKodesh. In Mela, even the brothers weren't speaking Loshon HaKodesh when they were speaking through the interpreter. Only now the Yosef came and he spoke Loshon HaKodesh, so that's a right that he's talking Yosef. In fact, we find it's not so simple. The Gemara says in Megillah that there's a halacha, we know there's a mitzvah of Kriyasa Megillah. Generally speaking, usually the Megillah is written in Loshon HaKodesh. And it's read in Loshon HaKodesh. The Gemara says over there that if the Megillah is written in a different language, and you read the Megillah in a different language, so the people who understand and speak that language are, are yaitze if you lay the Megillah in that language. That's the halacha that the Gemara says over there. And the Gemara gives, uh, brings a brysa, that gives examples of different languages, goftis the giftim, if you speak goftis to speak who pe- the people speak it, so that's the halacha that they're yaitze. One of the examples that the Gemara gives in the Brisa, an example of a language that you're only yaitz if if you read the Megillah in the language that these people speak, says the Gemara is Ivris Ivrim. If you speak Ivris to Ivrim, what does it mean you speak Ivris to Ivrim? Ivris sounds like a language that's spoken by Ivri. Ivri, we said Avram is Ivri. It sounds like a, it's a Jewish language. So what does it mean you're speaking Ivris to Ivrim? So the Tzorosh says that you see from here that when the, what the Gemara calls Ivris is not Loshon Hakodesh. The Rajman, the Ritva, earlier in, in, in Megillah and Davches and Midays, say also that we see arrive from this Gemara that Ivris is not Loshon Hakodesh. Obviously, it's two separate languages. So it's Mashma that the is, Ivris is a language like the sort of not, not like like Menachas Yaakov, that Ivris is a language that Ivrim speak, people from this area, from this country, in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the language that they speak, but that's not the same language as Loshon HaKodesh. Loshon HaKodesh is a completely separate language, and it's Taka Kodesh, it's Taka, a language that's Muchet for Klai Yisrael, and we could say it's a language that's Muchet for the Shvatim, and therefore... That's why it's Taka Raya. We see the fact that Yosef spoke Lashon Hakodesh is a Raya that he was Taka Yosef. Now, in, in in the element of Halacha, it could be that there is a big nafkamina. Do we say? Do we understand that Lashon Hakodesh is just a language that Avraham Avinu happened to speak, and uh, Yitzchok and Yaakov and the Shvatim happened to speak? That's the Lashon that they spoke. And it's Lab Dafka was a language, a special language that was Muchit for them, like the Ramban understands, that this was the language that was spoken in Eretz Kenan. Or do we say, no, Lashon HaKadosh is a specific language, a language that was specific to Klai Yisrael, it was specific to Avraham Avinu, and it wasn't the language that was spoken by the general, general populace in Eretz Kenan at the time. What will be the Nafkimina? So, it could be that the Nafkimina is, 
does Lashon HaKodesh, does the actual language of Lashon HaKodesh have a Milo that is considered Divrei Torah or not? Chutz on the fact that, obviously you speak Divrei Torah and Lashon HaKodesh, but even just speaking Lashon HaKodesh by itself, does that have is that have a, a milo of, 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 of more than stam, uh, uh, sichas chulin or dibur, dibure chulin? That it's considered almost as if it's considered a, a, a deretaira mitzad atzme mitzad, the fact that it's spoken, that it's lashon akkadish. And this has ramifications different places. The, the safer on, on Shulchanar called Yafel Aleif was written by the son of Rechaim Palaji. So in the Sefer Yoflalev in Chelegimel Yeridea Simen Reishim involves the Kotm Chofalov. He quotes the Sefer called Vayomer Yitzchok. The Sefer Vayomer Yitzchok was was uh, printed in Tov Reish Lamed Vov by a person by the name of Rabbi Yitzchok Ben Shem Toiv. Akoponim in the Sefer Vayomer Yitzchok in Archaim Simen Chofalov says he wants to know the following. The Shaila is. We know there's a Gemara that says that you're not allowed to teach Torah to a guy. It's an Isser. You're not allowed to teach Torah. It says that it says, uh, Meirosha Kilas Yaakov. Torah is a Meirosha. The Gemara says it's Meirosha. It's Tafka to Kilas Yaakov. And therefore there's an Isser that you're not allowed to teach Torah to a guy. So the question that the Sefer of Ayyemi Yitzhak has is, are you allowed to teach a guy the language of Lashon HaKadosh. Are you allowed to teach? He doesn't know Lashon HaKadosh. He wants to learn Lashon HaKadosh. Is it Osir or not to to teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh? So, interestingly, the Sefer Vayemir Yitzchik says, no, no problem. There's nothing wrong with teaching a guy Lashon HaKadosh. What's his proof? How do you know that there's no Osir to teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh? So he says, how can it be Osir? We know that it says that by the Dar HaFloga, HaKadosh Baruch Hu came down, and his Bilbulu, he mixed up their languages, and that's how we have that there are 70 different languages in the world. But before the Dar HaFloga, the Pasuk says everybody spoke one language. What language was that that everybody spoke? So it's brought down, that language was Lashon HaKadosh. So the Goyim themselves spoke Lashon HaKadosh before the Dar HaFloga. So how could you tell me that there's something wrong for a guy to speak Lashon HaKadosh? How could that be? Therefore says this Vayemer Yitzchok, his quote as the Yofel Alev, that there's no Isid, nothing wrong, absolutely no problem with the guy speaking Lashon HaKadosh. The Yofel Alev himself doesn't like it. The Yofel Alev says that the fact that the guy spoke before Dara Vlog, what does that, 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 that mean? Why, why is that important? So he says that, so Wapa, why should it be a problem? So he says the problem is that if you teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh, Kozman, you don't teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh. So is he going to learn Torah? He could ask you to teach him Torah. You're not going to teach him Torah. But, and he can't learn on his own because he doesn't, he can't read the, he can't read the Svarim. He doesn't understand the language. If once you teach him Lashon HaKadosh, then he can go learn on his own. So by teaching him Lashon HaKadosh, he says, you will be over an Isser of Lifneiver. Because you're not directly teaching him Torah, but indirectly, by the fact that you are teaching him, giving him a way for him to understand the Torah. Therefore, it's Lifna'iver, and it's Isser Gomer, and he says you can't teach him because Aidezeh is going to come to learn Torah. Very interesting Chiddush of the Yafel Lev. I would assume that if this, if this is true, that any, any goyrim, anything that you do to tell a guy to cause him to be able to learn something on his own, I guess it would be also to uh, tell a guy a weird to get information about the uh, Yiddishkeit. 
it would seem that if you would tell him uh, to go, uh, that if he goes to a certain uh, website online and find out about uh, Jewish halacha, which there probably are many places that do that, that would be also, also, even though you're not actually teaching him the Torah, but you're teaching him, you're giving him a way in order for him, for him to learn Torah by himself, the Yafulei would also hold that that's, that, that's also. Now the Yafulei says, that there were those that wanted to bring a rayon. That you see, you're allowed to teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh. Because the Gemara says in Saito that we know that uh, when Pari took Yosef out of jail, so uh, Pari wanted to make him the Mishnah Melech. But the rule was that he couldn't make a Mishnah Melech unless he spoke uh, all the 70 languages, all the Einleshainis. That was the rule. So the Gemara says in Saito that the night before, Bo Gavriel, Gavriel came and he taught Yosef all the 70 languages. And then the Gemara says, so, 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 uh, so he, he gave him, uh, he tested him on all the seven languages. Pari tested Yosef and he knew them. And then it says that Yosef started speaking to Pari in Lashon HaKadosh and he didn't know. So Pari said, oh, he does, he's embarrassed, he doesn't know. So he asked Yosef to teach him Lashon HaKadosh. The Gemara says the end that Itaka didn't, didn't stick. They couldn't teach him Lashon HaKadosh. And he, Pari made Yosef promise that he wouldn't tell anybody. And that's why later on, when the Pasik says that, uh, Yaakov was Nashbiya Yosef, that he would take him and bury him in Eretz Yisrael. So Pari didn't want to let Yosef go. So Yosef said, okay, I'll have to be Matar Meshvua. But if I'm Matar Meshvua to Yaakov, I'll be Matar Meshvua to you. And then I'll be able to tell other people that, he, that Pari doesn't know Lashon HaKadosh. You see from the Gemara that the Yosef didn't have any problem, at least the trying to teach Pari Lashon HaKadosh. It didn't work, it didn't go. But it doesn't say that there was a problem that Yosef said he couldn't teach Pari Lashon HaKadosh because he's teaching Lashon HaKadosh to a guy. So you would see from here, it says the Yosef, it was this Lashon HaKadosh, that you're allowed to teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh. Like the Sefer Vayim Yitzchok. Lemaisa, the, the, the Yofalev says it's not a riot. I saw there are others that bring this also. It's not, it's, it's not a riot. It doesn't prove anything because it could be that was Amos Amalchus. He didn't really have a choice. It was, uh, probably close to, if, if Pari would ask him to teach him, he wouldn't say no. It was probably close to Vakuach Nefesh. So Agam, that really there is an Isser. And it could be an Isser there. I see even Lifneiver. But Bamako, he made Amalchus, Vakuach Nefesh, will be mad to that Isser. So Yosef went on to teach, uh, Pari Loshna It's not a riot. So Akoponim, the Yafalalev, holds that there is an Isser to teach Lashon HaKadosh. And I saw also, there's a Chuvah Divrim Al-Kil, in Chelik Vav Simen Yates, the, the Lashon of the Divrim Al-Kil is, he says, Yesh letzadeid shalimut svas ivris, eine b'chalimut Torah. He says, Yesh letzadeid, he sounds like he's Mesopic. That it could be, it's not b'chalimut Torah, and therefore there's no problem teaching it to a guy. But what's the pshat in the Sefer Vayimr? Yet the Sefer Vayimr is saying, I proved to you that you can teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh because they all knew it before the Dara Flaga. What's he talking about? Well, why is that right one way or the other? L'chairo would seem that what he's dealing with is this issue. The Yafalev is dealing with a different issue that you can't, you can't teach a guy Lashon HaKadosh because of Lifnei Iver. But putting that issue aside, the, the, it seems that the Vayimr Yitzchak himself was dealing with a different issue. Does Lashon HaKadosh, Machmas Kiddushosai, have a darga? It's considered the Zayma Drega's Divrit Torah themselves. And therefore, if it's Divrit Torah themselves, it's Lashon HaKadosh. You can't teach it to a guy. So for that, he had to prove the fact that guy in themselves for Lashon HaKadosh is a rai that he can't have that degree of Kiddusha. So if he can't have that degree of Kiddusha, so then there can't be anything wrong with teaching it to guy. 
if you go like the other way, if you say that Lashon HaKadosh has Kedusha, so Lashon HaKadosh has Kedusha, and if it's, especially if you say, not like the Ramban, if you say like the Nachas Yaakov, that only the Shvatim spoke Lashon HaKadosh, and it's Taka, not a language that was spoken by the other Goyim, and then maybe you'll say, not like you'll say before the Dara Flog, and maybe they didn't speak Lashon HaKadosh, maybe they spoke a different language. If you go like that, then it's very, Yitachin will say that Lashon HaKadosh Taka has Kedusha, and since it has Kedusha, Therefore, Be'etzim, you're not allowed to teach to a guy because it has the, has the same adreg of Lashna Kaddish. And if you think that it's a very, uh, very b'chudishtik etzad, that Lashna Kaddish, Machmas Kiddushosa, he has a madrig of, 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 of Divri Torah, say it's not such a chiddish. Because we find this in Halacha, we find this elsewhere. The Ramah writes in Simen Shin Zayin, Sivkotin Tezvov, there's a Halacha, Called Shtarihed Yoytis. There's a halach in Hilchah Shabbos that there are certain things that you're not allowed to read on Shabbos. The Gemara says that Shtarihed Yoytis, which are primarily documents that are about Mekachumemker, documents of, have, that have to do with business, business related documents, there's an Isser that you're not, Isser the Rabbanon, you're not allowed to read them even either out, lo- out loud or even just to uh, scan them without reading them out loud. There's an Isser the Rabbanon, you're not allowed to read them on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, and it's brought down in Halacha over there in Simen Shenzayin, that not only are these actual Shtar Hedyotis also to read on Shabbos, but Kazal made Xero of other things. There are other things besides for Shtar Hedyotis that a person is also not allowed to read as Xero that a person might come to read Shtar Hedyotis. The Gemara talks about a case where you have a, a caption underneath a picture. The Gemara says also that case that you're not allowed to read on Shabbos. The Shai exactly what that means. But the Paiskim discussed, the Rishonim already discussed reading letters that are sent to you on Shabbos, if it's, uh, that theoretically it really should be included in the Xero of, uh, the Xero Atushtari Hedyaites. And the Shulchan Aruch over there says, has a whole list of a bunch of swarm. He has a whole list of different types of swarm. Sifri Muhammad's Taisus brings down the books that are about, uh, to read books about wars. All different types of swarm that are are, exa- are included in this exera that you're not allowed to read them because if you read them it's exera you're going to come to read shtari hadyotis which is osir on Shabbos. So this is an entire category, entire sugi b'fniatzma. What, which swarm and which documents, which books are included in the exera and which books are not included in the exera? And there are many diff- different pro- different different when it's mutter when it's osir. That's not our discussion. The, our discussion is a rama. The rama writes. On that halacha that the Shulchan Aruch says that all these kinds of books that you're not allowed to read because of Xerot Ashtarad Yaitis, the Ramah says that's nira that the only, the only time it's Osir is when these books are written in Lashon Laz, when the books are written in different languages. However, says the Ramah, if these books, if you have books on these topics, are written in Lashon HaKadosh, there says the Ramah, it's Mutter. The Makar for the Ramah is a Taisis, Taisis Shabbos Kuf Tezayin Midbeis, when Taisis Shabbos says that you're not allowed to read Sifrei Muhammad, you're not allowed to read, but sounds like Taisis is talking about history books, books that describe uh, wars that occurred in the past. So the, the Taisis, when he brings down this halacha, he says, Sifri Muhammad that are written in Laz, Sifri Muhammad that are written in other languages. So the Ramah obviously is being Medaik. Why does Taisis say it's written in another language? Why didn't Taisis say Sifri Muhammad? Sifri Muhammad are also. What difference does it make to me what, what language it's written in? So it must be that Taisis held that it's only also if it's written in Lashon Laz, if it's written in Lashon Akkadish, then it's Mutter, then there's no problem. 
Now the question becomes, why? Why is it that if it's written in Lashon Laz, the same topic, the same exact thing, if it's written in a different language, then it's also to read, it's Xerah. But if it's written in Lashon HaKadosh, suddenly Lashon HaKadosh makes a motor. What's the Pshat? What's the Pshat in the Ramah? So the Mogan Avram over there says, and Mishtabur brings it down, the Mogan Avram says that the reason why, the reason behind this Ramah, why Svarim that are written in Lashon HaKadosh are mutter to read, even though these are topics that otherwise you would not be allowed to read on Shabbos, says the Mogan Avram is because the Lashon itself has Kedusha. Yeshpoi Kedusha. So because the Lashon has Kedusha, it's Kedusha, it's mutter for Shabbos. It has nothing to do with Xero Shtaradiyotis. There's a fundamental difference between this book, when the book is written in a different language, and when the book is written in Lashon HaKadosh. So you see, clearly the Mogad Avram understood Lashon HaKadosh, there's inherent Kedusha to the Lashon. There's inherent Kedusha to the Lashon, and now it gets this Madreg, it's like Divrei Torah. Obviously Divrei Torah are not included in Xero of Shtaradiyotis. Shtaradiyotis Shtar only includes other Svarim, but does not include Divrei Torah. So once you're ready, hit, once you're, you're writing this book. It's not the Torah. The topic of the book is not Torah at all. But Afal Pike, it's written in Lashon HaKadosh. It has this Madrega Kiwu, it's Divri Torah. It has this Madrega because it has Kedusha. And since it has Kedusha, therefore, we see that uh, it doesn't have, it's not included in the Yisr Shtarad So this Lachayr would be a right. The Morgan Avram says that Lashon has Kedusha. However, we have all these Paiskin, the Paiskin say that it doesn't have Kedusha. So the truth is that the Etzim Halacha of the Ramad, the Rosen Daik from Taisis, there are many Achreinim who don't, don't, don't like the Diak, and they say Taisis was only given an example. Taisis was giving examples of books that existed in his time, so his, the example was this book, which was, happened to have written in Lashon Laz, in a different language. Had Taisis lived in an area where it would written Lashon HaKadosh, then other Taisis would have said it's still also. That could be... However, it could be that even in the sheet of the Ramah, even in the Ramah itself, who understood Taisis, that a, uh, that a, there is a difference in halacha between this book, whether the books are written in Lashon HaKadosh or the books are written in another language, we could still explain that it's not because the Lashon has Kedush. The Magna says that's the Pshat, Mishnabura says that's the Pshat in the Ramah, because the Lashon has Kedush. However, it could be that over there in the halach of Shtar Yaitis is a little different because we find that when Chazal made Xer of other, other types of things, other, other, other material, reading material that you're not allowed to read, Otu Shtar Yaitis, so Chazal said that the reason why you're not allowed to read these things is because if you read them, you're kind of going to come to read Shtar Yaitis. You're going to come to read documents that have to do with business. Now, how are you going to get from one to the other? So it's Mavur in many Rishonim that the Chazal made Xero on things that are similar to Shtar Hedyoite. Something that has, there's a, there's a, there's a common thread between the thing, this thing that I'm reading and these business related documents. Since there's some, some element of commonality between them, it's a list, it's other things. So therefore there's Xero that if I read, if I, <coughs> if I let you read this, you're going to come to read Shtar Hedyoite. But something which is very, very different. And it's very unlikely that if I let you read this, you can end up reading Shtar Yadis on Shabbos. So then, there's no Xer, there's no Xer on such a thing. It's very, you're talking to suggest, even in the Ramah, when the Ramah says that there's a difference between Lashon HaKadosh and Lashon Laz, it's not because he held inherently Lashon HaKadosh is more Kaddish. It could be that the Ramah held like the other Shittas, like we held like the Vayemar Yitzchak, that the Goyim spoke Lashon, Lashon HaKadosh, Lashon HaKadosh doesn't inherently have Kedusha. And even the Yofla Leiv doesn't say it's also teach Goy Torah, uh, teach Goy Lashon HaKadosh because it has Kedusha. He's just worried about a different problem. 
The Pshat and the Ramah will be that the Ramah held that that Shtar Hidyaitis, Pedarach Klal, are not written Loshna Kaidish. Shtar Hidyaitis are written in the vernacular. You don't write to the business documents in Loshna Kaidish. You don't write, you write them, uh, you write them whatever, 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 whatever language you speak. Therefore, therefore the Ramah held, and the Ramah understood the Pshat and Taisis is that if I, even if I have a book, if a book that's written Lashon HaKadosh, what's wrong with reading this book? There's nothing inherently wrong with reading Even if it's in a different language, there's nothing inherently wrong with reading it. It's only because if I read this book, I'm going to come to read Shtar Yaitis, and Shtar Yaitis is what's also. So therefore, the Ramah held, it's very unlikely that if I have something that's in Lashon HaKadosh, which is not the regular language that you speak, and not the regular language that you read, it's a language that you usually associate with Divri Torah, which is obviously not, has nothing to do with Shtar Yaitis. So it's very unlikely that if you read this book in Lashon HaKadosh, you're going to come to read a story of a it's not included in the Xer. Now the Nafkimina between well, what's the Pshat and the Ramah is obviously Bismanazeh. We know that there, there, are, there, there, there are many things that you have in the entire country where people speak a language that may or may not be Lashna Kaidish, even though there are a lot of parts of the language that are definitely not considered parts of Lashna Kaidish. But in such a situation, the fact that the book is written in the Hebrew language is b'chlal not a raya that is not exaggerating. It's not including exaggerating. Come to read Shtarhed Yaitis. the Shtarhed Yaitis themselves, the business documents themselves are written in the same language. So if you're in a situation where the business documents are written in the same language, obviously the Hes Heter the is not going to apply. Well, Kapana, be as it may, whatever the Pshat is, the Gabi Allah we see that there is a discussion in the Paiskin. Whether the Loshan HaKadosh itself, whether the Loshan HaKadosh just happens to be the Loshan that's used by Klai Yisrael, and it's the language that the Torah is written in, and it's not a language that's necessarily Miyuchot to Klai Yisrael, and there are other Shittas that hold that no, Loshan HaKadosh is a language that's Miyuchot for Klai Yisrael, and it's not a language that was given to the other nations, Klal or Klal, and the Loshan itself has Kedusha, and therefore that's what sets it apart from the other languages. The Beis Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.